Welcome, welcome, welcome to another brilliant episode of The Mondo Solution with your host, Jordan McDonald, and this guy right here, Brandon to the Dup 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 Woo! How is everybody? How are you, Jordan? <laughs> hey, I'm doing well, yeah. Yeah, if you can see us, look how beautiful we are. If you're just listening to us, our, our voice is not just in the, as Brandon says, the dulcet tones that will just put you to sleep and make you want to create the most innovative products ever. It's not the greatest to have the most <laughs> melodious and dulcet tones. We want you to stay awake to listen to this podcast. <laughs> people are like, welcome to the Mondo Podcast. And we're like, hello. And people are like... <laughs> might be like that anyway. <laughs> it might be. But you know, that's a great tangent because today we're talking about rebranding and sometimes yes. it fails. And when it fails, people do fall asleep like that. But Sorry. I, <laughs> It, it really can be when done and executed properly, right? Rebranding for a company can refresh their image. It can attract new clients. It can ha- allow them to stay relevant in an ever evolving, evolve, evolving, evolving, evolving marketing world. Sometimes right? rebranding is about making it worse. <laughs> That's great. You see, I'm rebranding the English language as we speak on the fly. You know, just stay at the edge of your seat because there's also risk, right? There there, is. There's a, as we know, there's a huge risk when it comes to rebranding, especially if the resulting image, logo, mission, you name it, doesn't align with either the core values of the company or the values that customers have gotten used to for that mm-hmm. particular mark. Uh, it so it's it's risky, right? It's not something yeah. you necessarily want to dive into um, half-heartedly or nope. uh, or half cocks, right? Is that appropriate? I'm not sure, sure, but I'm going with it. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna go through a list of some of these fails. I mean, there's countless, right? There, there, there are. really are countless, but there are some notable examples. Um, so Steve's pencils, <laughs> that guy <laughs> rebranded, and look where Steve is now. He's not around anymore. <laughs> no, that's why I bought him out. That's how we got Jordan's pencils number zero point five. He just that, took that over was, his manufacturing. <laughs> It's great, yeah. <laughs> so, can I make a suggestion real quick? Please. I suggest that our next episode, or or maybe not the next one, but the next next, so two from now, that we do sure. branding success stories. Because I feel I like if it. we just jump, I mean, like as I'm, I always kind of pondering what, how do we set that up? Maybe we should do a good example, and I still would we should do like a good example at the outset of something just strictly from a logo design something that worked really well um, before we jump into the fails but i think it's always you know you got to have the bad with the good or vice versa or something like that so absolutely and uh, i say duly noted which is often a a phrase that means i've noted it but i'm not going to make any use of this later Uh, but it is officially noted uh, and i do not mean it in a sarcastic fashion fashion so Without further ado, I'm going to share my screen for all of you guys that are just listening. Uh, We will be describing with as many adjectives as possible what we are looking at. Um, But I'm pulling up a list from Clint Marketing. uh, And bear with me here. And Jordan, I'm going to send you in our little super squirrel, super secret squirrel chat over here. (laughs) This is uh, so you can share... Because again, focusing on like what is a good rebrand, the OG, like the original Apple logo, 
versus kind of where it is today because do you know what the original apple logo looks like without looking uh yes i do it was it was very ornate it reminds me of the early starbucks logo yeah it looks like like a woodcut like an old like the og starbucks logo looked like that too is like the wood carving or what i forget what it's called i think it's a wood it's it's not embossing it's yeah it's the opposite now i'm gonna have to look this up damn it that's okay i can do that (laughs) oh no cheating (laughs) uh but yeah and and it was very ornate and beautiful but for for the sake of branding i mean you kind of almost want to be able to mentally draw what you're looking at you know so anyway absolutely but yeah yes that's a great example yeah and just like starbucks have you seen that it's like over time they just keep zooming in further and further you know it's like the same logo they just kept zooming in it's almost yes. like they didn't they didn't change much apple went through a dramatic redesign yeah um, I, it's funny they, it's, i saw one thing it was like this is what it is in 1970 whatever whenever starbucks started 1990 this 19 2000 this and then it's like eventually it's just like a green spot <laughs> <laughs> like here's the Starbucks logo. Good luck. Uh, except for Christmas time, it better be a red logo. I'll cut you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, without without like digressing too much, this is, yes. this is uh, so us, so classic us, so right? Classic. Uh, classic. I was in line during the winters, during like the Christmas season, mm-hmm. and they have those special red cups, mm-hmm. right, just for the Christmas time. And somebody was given their order in not that red cup, and they were they were distraught. They, they, I wouldn't even say they were angry. They were just so beside themselves. But they did ask. They're like, "I need this in a red cup. <laughs> I, 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 have no I more can't leave here." Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go cry myself to sleep on my huge pillow. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah. No. It's it's all well. So again, back on point. Yes. We're talking about today. Uh, if you want to listen to rebranding successes, you're gonna have to wait a week or two. But right. if you want to listen to some of the rebranding fails, why they failed. Here we are, and this is what we're talking about. So if you can't see my screen, we're just going to start at the top uh, from this list, and we're going to hit up Tropicana branding mistake. So essentially, uh, I'll just read from this article here. Orange juice has had an interesting ride through the years. Uh, It started off as a classic steeple of the American market and developed into a global operator in the beverage landscape. Back in 2009, the beverage company Tropicana decided to try rebranding all in bold. Dangerous word. Mm. All elements. They wanted to rebrand all elements of their well-known product and packaging at the same time. And they went for simpler packaging, a logo design that was new with a new color palette uh, and entirely new marketing campaigns. And in a nutshell, the result was the the branding was bad. The logo failed. It uh, the rebranding turned into a debacle, which led to disastrous consequence for farmers that led to the creation that, that produce the oranges that go into Tropicana, uh, and for the company itself. Uh, yeah. So um, a couple things. One, if you are listening to us, um, please subscribe. By the way. Um, we should have, I should have said that at the outset, but also, um, if you want to watch this, you can just check out the YouTube, just go on YouTube, search for the Mondo solution and we'll come up. Same thing. If you are on YouTube, please subscribe, click the notification bell. So you see all these, um, because like in this particular thing, we're going to have show notes that'll have a link to this. So you can click on it and see it. But if you're just listening to this, it's a little hard. We're going to try to describe these things. Um, so that's one. The second thing is, Jordan, you know why those words in that article are bolded? 
I do not. That is an SEO trick. Because you, on the HTML, you would put like emphasis, you know, tag emphasis, and then close tag emphasis. Um, And because it's going to um, make those words, you'll notice the words that are bolded are the ones that are the obvious keywords for this particular brand. Yeah, yeah, for this article, absolutely. Is is that? I mean, I hate to ask this question. Is this even a valid trick, if you will? Is this is this still? I don't know if it's it still, still used, written in twenty twenty one. I think it probably is to some degree, but the problem is, you know, people who are not savvy marketers get into uh, an article like this, and like every other thing is, oh, this I gotta emphasize this, and it's like no. So, you know, it's all the da- disastrous consequences. I don't know why that is bolded, but bad branding, logo fail. That makes sense. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, looking at the logo. So if you guys, if you can picture in picture time, I'm just kidding. In your mind, those people that are watching or not watching, those people that are listening, those people that are watching, open your face and look at the thing. Just not the mouth. Just You can see what we're talking about, but really what they did you know the the classic tropicana logo and i think the word tropicana kind of written in that arch from a dark green to a light green gradient um that is the classical tropicana and then always the orange with the the um straw in it i don't know in that case if the it's a photorealistic orange with a straw right it's not like an image uh, just a uh graphic of an orange with a straw it's like a photorealistic here's an orange with a little i think it might be a photo it might be a photo yeah um with a straw in it and that's pretty classic in and of itself but they did away with that in the new one it looks like they kind of took i I can't tell is it a glass yeah it's like a glass of orange kind of on orange juice catty corner it's a fancy glass yeah it's pretty fancy not not just your standard uh, highball yeah and then they went to like a modern sans font or something and yeah fl- they rotated the wording tropicana 90 degrees so it's yeah you have to like tilt your head <laughs> to, yeah, this is a good look. to read it easily yeah i i mean so what did it what does this article say about why it didn't work i mean i i 100% agree that it's not as good baby but me i you know i look at these and i try to kind of set aside my own nostalgia if i'm being honest sure you know what do they say but yeah i mean i look at this yeah if, if if we just take a second to admire the work right the new branding if you can't see it it's it's cleaner there is far less text on the packaging on this carton a half gallon of uh, orange juice if you will they maintained their uh I, I guess there's that that orange that orange and the green they're they're not maybe the exact color but they're very close it's, it it just looks clean it looks simple but it almost to me looks like uh like a generic knockoff like something kroger would make uh, it, to rebut what the big brands are doing is is kind of how it feels to me and you know it's in one of those things where i i think there's i know that there's a lot of this you go you get um certain types of cheese and it's like um cheat uh what, what i'm trying to think of the way to say it but it's not like oh 100 cheese it's like cheese product and you're like what the hell does that <laughs> <Yeah>. mean <laughs> and that's like even if even if the liquid in those cartons are the same thing but you're looking at it one is a, a fruit 
It is a piece of fruit that you could theoretically be holding in your hand. The other is a glass. And it takes the natural... To my brain, it removes the connection to the plant, to nature, to natural, to healthy. And as a result, it says sales... uh, Tropicana's estimated sales dropped as much as 20%. And when you're that big, that's a lot uh, before they decided to revert back. You know? Absolutely. And as indicated earlier on, there was that knock-on effect. If their sales are down, that means all the agreements that they've had to purchase oranges from the farmers, from the producers, uh, well, naturally, they don't need those. Uh, they, they don't need an oversupply of oranges. So potentially, these farmers are left, right, holding on to all of this inventory that they now have to figure out a way to move or lose. Well, yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, orange juice is one of those things. And this was actually in a movie. Um orange juice futures it may have been trading places or something like that but orange juice is something something for which futures are actually traded because it is so linked to weather and environmental concerns and things like that so you've got a co-op of farmers that are worried about that and so i mean it really sucks so yeah good good stuff i love it or bad stuff dude um so if we can then scroll down to the the next one, um, the gap side, Jordan can't hear me. Oh, technical glitch. Let me see if I can tell him to scroll down. Scroll down. Um, so the next one that we're going to talk about is gap. Okay, so while Jordan sorts out uh, the side over there while he's doing some audio uh, finagling. See, he should have been on the headphones that I'm on, but he's not, so that's okay. So Gap, we are familiar with Gap, international clothing retailer with department stores um, all over the world. Yet, well, everybody. (laughs) So we just had a bit of a technical hiccup, but that's okay because we are still beautiful and enthralling and here to entertain and inform. Um, so we're just kind of going to jump right back into the second thing that I was getting ready to talk about when Jordan was like, Brandon, shut up and turned everything <laughs> off. You guys don't even know is the whole thing. Jordan is very mercurial. I'm just kidding. He's not at all. I'm not repentant. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> gap. Are you familiar with the gap, Jordan? <laughs> the gap between my fingers? Mind the gap. It's the gap. Yes. Between the train and the station. <laughs> exactly. You know why? Because people fall. I have stories about that. It's gross. People get cut in half. Anyway. Oh, oh yeah. Bad. Anywho, <laughs> on to more positive things. The Gap Clothing Store, which also owns such brands as Old Navy and Banana Republic. Uh, Gap is an international clothing retailer with department stores all over the world. But in 2010, they decided to change the iconic logo that every customer recognized and loved. You know, the one with the blue box that says Gap in like a kind of condensed Times New Roman sort of that's a little bit Arc deco I don't know what that font is. But it's everybody knew serif. it. Yes, and it was you know the navy blue square with the white lettering well um some it was so bad that some people actually speculated that the gap rebranding was part of a pr stunt um you know and gap just didn't they didn't need that i mean everybody knew their logo is simple i have to imagine that they you know it just made it simple and if you notice their branding like old navy does all the like very bright and loud and all those sorts of things gap is just like gap and it's understated and it's nice and it made for a great Saturday night live sketch at the gap you know so um 
after rebranding happened, the Gap's new logo only included the brand name and a little blue box on top of the last letter. So it's a circle, right? Uh, uh, no, excuse me. It's just the word. The thing that I'm looking at is a circle. But it just says Gap in whatever font that is. It is a sans serif font. Yes. Sans serif. And then r- randomly, it's like somebody set down a square cup that was sweating blue <laughs> on the kind of like the one or two o'clock of the P. It doesn't make any sense. Like that is a dumb, dumb rebrand. What are your thoughts, Jordan? So when you compare it to the Tropicana, at least it's still horizontal, the wording, so you don't have to like crank your head in a certain direction just to like read it. It is very legible. Arguably, it's more legible than the original Gap logo, especially at a distance. It it just seems, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know. Sure. It's weird adding that blue box that like has a gradient. I mean, I get they're trying to harken back to their original logo. Hey, remember us? We're the blue box clothing company. Logo well, it's people. like somebody goes, hey, we need a rebrand. And they're like, cool. Here's what we came up with. And they're like, there's no blue box. They're like, hold on a second, Bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now there's a blue box. And they were like, perfect. Print it. <laughs> it sounds like a, a great compromise, right? Like in, in a boardroom brawl. So, Jordan, without looking, unless you've already looked, don't look at the article. No, no. <laughs> How long did this new logo last? Oh, I don't know. So, they did this. I know this happened in 2010, right? Uh-huh. Um, and those were, that was 13 years ago. Yep. The world was a very, it was much slower back then. So, Correct. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go, it took them 28 days. Six days. Six days. <laughs> and two of those days uh, were on, on a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, bad idea, Gab. You know, uh, d- design a new logo that if you've got a good brand, like why? And it kind of it doesn't harken to any piece. I guess the to your point, the blue the blue square on the one o'clock or two o'clock of the P sort of harken back harkens back to the other one, but not really. I mean, yeah, it's bad. It's bad look at it if you're listening again please subscribe or click that article on the show notes so you can see this nonsense so i I guess i have to interject that it is subjective right like what if this i I, we do not have any examples with us today of successful rebrands but what if it actually what if people actually loved it yeah then we wouldn't be talking about this (laughs) that's true i mean i will point at apple again Apple went from the, you know, the woodcut, which is the Durer. Albrecht Durer is a very famous woodcut artist. Um, That's what I was trying to think of earlier. And um, they went with this simple apple with a bite taken out of it, which was so iconic that when Steve Jobs died, the cutout was his silhouette, you know? Um, And people were still like, oh, it's Apple. Oh, that's Steve Jobs. Who knows what somebody's silhouette looks like? Unless they're like a pair of glasses and a turtleneck. So, I digress. Yeah, but you're right. It could be subjective. It's not. But it could it's be. It's not. Yeah, in, in this case, the world spoke. Yes. <laughs> and they were correct. That's right. <laughs> they were correct. All right. What's the next one, Jordan? 
Yeah, so now we're going to move on to Kraft. Uh, if you haven't heard of them, they make shoes. I'm just kidding. They make <laughs> mac and cheese. Not just the mac, not just the cheese. They merge cheese those product. many eons. <laughs> yes. I, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't have a box in front of me. I'm not sure what it says on the box. But uh, yeah. in 2009, grocery manufacturer company Kraft changed its, changed its logo to give the company a new fresh look. Uh, that would better point out its brand values. Uh, but... I think we're seeing a trend here. It failed to explain its brand identity. So here we're, we're pulling up the logo on screen. Uh, if you can't see it, we'll describe it for you. If you're not familiar with the original Kraft logo, uh, it is very strong sans serif Kraft, all uppercase, uh, very horizontal, uh, surrounded by an oval that has been manipulated uh, in bright red. So it's blue craft, dark blue craft, red kind of squircle oval surrounding it. Very bold, very bold. And their new logo is it's like the exact opposite. Everything's lowercase. Uh, the dark blue is now light blue. There's no bold red squircle surrounding squirkle. it. There's like a... It's almost like a multicolor uh, flower that's that's it, popping out of the K and craft. It looks like a geographic interpretation of the Chiquita Banana Chicks hat. <laughs> like a fruit bowl <laughs> on the side. Just saying. Yeah. And also, it, it, it's um, the Amazon smile under craft. Yes. Yes, and considering that they did this in 2009, as well after Am I don't know. Actually, I don't know if Amazon had that Amazon smile in 2009, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I don't know either. But yeah. I think it was also kind of a, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe, maybe it's partially because they are kind of going toward craft foods more broadly instead of just being craft mm. i don't i don't know it sounds like an entire rebrand not just of a logo but going from craft to craft foods um in any event you, you, at least i will say this at least on that one the words are very front and center and you probably know what it is it looks like because at that time that was just following web 2.0 um, from a functionality standpoint, but the design aspects of Web two, people were very much more three D. Like a lot of, a lot of drop shadow, a lot of um, what's the word? Like the shiny effect on things, and then that kind of went away and it became very flat two D stuff um, around that time. And at the same time, I think what they're going through with that fruit bowl on the side there is a pivot toward the natural thing. Yes. You know? Organic. Yeah. Don't think of processed cheese that never has, <laughs> has any idea what a cow is. But think of a fruit bowl while you eat your mac and cheese. <laughs> mac and kiwi. Yeah, it could be a great combination. You know, I, I will say that uh, without reading more about this, I, I don't have a full depth of knowledge about this pivot, but you bring up a great point. Why switch from craft to craft foods if they're not trying to send a message? Uh, hey, we do more than what you know us for. They've only seen craft on, uh, you know, Mac yeah, and what else? Boxes. See, like, but that's it right there. You see your face just then? What else does Kraft make? Exactly. And I'm trying not to cheat. I'm not, <clears throat> I, I don't know what else they do. Uh, but it reminds me of this analogy, right? There's, um, I'm not, I'm sure each of you that's listening, that's watching, you've probably been in a car at some point in your life. And these cars, they need to be maintained. Uh, and so there's a number of places throughout the country, throughout the world. But in the United States, there's a few 
monopolies. Well, they're not really monopolies, but there's a few big players that I'm sure you've heard of. Perhaps Midas comes to mind, mm-hmm. uh, or Jiffy Lube. Uh, but Midas, for example, Midas got their start as being Midas Muffler. I mean, they, they didn't go by Midas Muffler, but they were the muffler shop. And you have that alliteration with the M and the M. Um, but nowadays, and for many decades, they've actually done much more than mufflers. Uh, they, they're actually a full-service auto aftermarket auto maintenance shop right but there is still even to this day in 2023 uh there is a lingering perception that they don't do anything more than mufflers uh and maybe oil changes and that's it it hinders sales so for craft i can understand that that maybe just being craft doesn't really speak to a generation that isn't familiar with what is craft right like are they crafty like (laughs) what what are they arts and craft no they're craft foods so you're absolutely right out of the examples we've seen thusly uh, this is probably the most sensical well excuse me and just so you know while you were saying that last part i was kind of digging into this a little bit Kraft merged with heinz hj heinz in 2015 at least that's when it was first uh merge was completed july 2nd um and before that i was trying to find excuse me what what pieces of craft were around pre that now craft heinz it's a crap load like a1 craft load craft load i see what you did there um abc i don't know what that uh, it can't be abc tv i don't know what that is oh it's a food it's a abc it's an indonesian brand okay amoy it looks like there are a bunch of brands i'm trying to see what else is here capri sun <clears throat> classico the pasta sauce corn nuts claws and pickles uh, Cracker Barrel, the cheese. I don't think the restaurants. Uh, Crystal Light, uh, Grey Poupon. Pardon me. Um, Golden Circle, the Kingsman movie. Just kidding. Uh, HP Sauce. Isn't that a British British thing? Jello. Anyway, there's a bunch of stuff. I'd be very curious to see what was uh, around. They also have Miracle Whip, which they should just go ahead and light on fire because Miracle Whip <laughs> is the devil. You know, I will say, digging into the history a little bit uh, cursorily, so I didn't know this, but there's a lot of merging going on. So, Crafts was acquired in 1988 by Philip Morris, which Mm -hmm. is widely known as selling cigarettes, correct? Uh, And then they purchased General Foods, they purchased Nabisco. And so around this time, right, this was 2009 that they're going through this rebranding. Just two years prior, Philip Morris began selling off their stake in Kraft. So I, I think there was potentially, I'm just guessing here, but it seems like if Philip Morris is getting out, that means there's potentially less cash inflow uh, for Kraft. And they might have hit this point where like, we need to so we need to figure out something because we need to drive more sales. Uh, I'm sure it was something like that. Yeah, good point. That's that's a good point. I knew I knew Philip Morris because I held some Philip Morris stock in a mutual fund at that time. So yeah, um, <laughs> that's the next example. Interesting. So okay, I've never seen this. I haven't either. That must be because it didn't last very <laughs> long. Um, yeah. So this is Mastercard. <clears throat> Everybody knows Mastercard and so it's the it's the red circle and then the yellow circle it kind of it's a little bit like a venn diagram right mm-hmm. although i gotta tell you in this particular example they give one where those lines are in the middle i don't i, I don't think that it has to be that maybe it does and i'm just wrong anyway in 2015 i guess yeah 
2015, MasterCard decided to try and improve its logo design. And although MasterCard had one of the most globally recognized corporate logos in history, they thought they needed to rebrand. The justification was that people associated MasterCard with uh, the two colored circles. By adding new elements to these circles, the recognition would stick. Um, now, historically, the brand name MasterCard was placed on top of the circles, just kind of in a white italicized stand serif font, um, just a very plain font. Um, after rebranding, it was just the circles. And it looks like somebody's trying to do a sunset versus pizza bokeh thing. I don't. This is terrible. It's terrible. This is, this and it like terrible. has a weird kind of like. Why is there, it's like three circles and the one in the middle is somehow off centered. I don't quite know what I'm looking at. You know, it's weird. It looks like a childish interpretation. It does. It looks like bokeh. I'm telling you. You know bokeh? Yeah. Uh, yes. The bokeh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. The effect when you're shooting with a nice lens and you've stopped down the aperture and so everything before and after a certain focal point is out of focus beautifully. And it's better if it's raining. <laughs> yeah. Or snowing. Or snowing. It's just not a very good, and it was created in-house, it says, uh, obviously, by, like, one of the CEO's kids. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, some, so the, kind of the learnings from it that they highlight here, sometimes there's no need to change a logo. If it works, it works. Um, I... I agree. I mean, it's I, the MasterCard logo is iconic. You don't. Why do that? Like Visa's logo is the word Visa. Stupid. So MasterCard's. Uh, well, I was going to say they're unique. Craft. I'm not sure how long they've had that logo, but Craft as a company has been around since 1903. Uh, MasterCard. Uh, I, I don't think has been around that long, but they've been using those two circles since at least 1968 when they were known as Master Charge. Yes. Uh, and uh, after this branding fail in 2015, they they. I, yeah, I, they went back, but then they actually changed it in 2016 to just be the circles, uh, as it was without the lines, without the wording. Mastercard, it's just the two circles. I'm not sure if they've changed it again since, uh, but that was a much more sensible approach than whatever this effect is going on yeah. here. A nonsensical effect. Cool. <laughs> What's next, Brozef? All right, so here here we are on Pepsi's bad branding example. So really, oh in this space, it's just Pepsi and Coke, and Coke has their own story, right? Which we will touch on. Uh, we'll, we've touched on it before. We will touch on it again because it's such a perfect example. Uh, but Pepsi uh, in 2014, after five months of quote hard work uh, and a million dollars, they came up with a new logo, and this uh, was heavily criticized or right? the famous Pepsi logo went from being dark red on the top, dark blue on the bottom, squiggly line, white line in the middle. The whole thing's just a circle uh, to they kind of rotated it a little bit. They changed the shape of the squiggle. It's no longer symmetrical. Uh, it, in fact, grows exponentially. Uh, it, to me, it almost looks like somebody's stomach inside of them right before they've had Pepsi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes and they change their font uh, yeah. actually the first well, one didn't, didn't even have a font, a font. <clears throat> yeah no. Pepsi but, just had I guess well okay so 
first, let me just say this. Pepsi, talking to you right now. Hi, Pepsi. How you doing? So listen, next time you guys want to rebrand, you spent a million dollars and a year? Is that what it said? Or five months? Five months. I'll do that for half that in half the time. Keep a number. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, it is, it is um, interesting. It doesn't, this, in this particular case, I think, again, they're going, what year was this? 2015, you said? Oh, 2004. 14, sorry. No, 14, yeah. It's it's still, they're kind of going after this thing and trying to be abstract. And again, it's weird because there's almost this postmodernist, like everything, it's what we're going through today. History doesn't exist, right? And I mean, they're like, well, we don't know. That's the logo of the past. Yeah, bro, but it's a logo that worked. And it's something that's been in the zeitgeist to varying degrees of America since whenever Pepsi was started. I mean, you know, it's not a new thing. I don't know. Again, what seems to be the overarching thing that we're finding here is if it works, don't, if it, if it's, what, it, what is the thing I'm trying to, if it works, don't try to mess it up. God, Brandon. Lord. Yeah, no, if, if it's not broken, don't, don't try it. to fix it. There you yeah. go. 1893. <laughs> yeah. Although it yeah. was originally called, <laughs> do you know the original name of Pepsi? No. Brad's drink. <laughs> Brad's. Hey, Brad. Brad was very popular in his Brad. What up, bro? BD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they stuck with that logo, by the way. If you go to Wikipedia yeah. for Pepsi, that's their logo. This weird off-centered thing. It, it's a rare moment where um, they did not backtrack. <laughs> They're like, Ryan. no. We spent five months and a million dollars. A million dollars on this. I don't want Brandon to think he could have done it quicker and faster and better. <laughs> I, it's it's one of those things, right? Like after so many years, uh, just like with, with Kraft, in some way, shape, or form, Pepsi had had the circle that was horizontal squiggle since like the 1960s, right? Yep. And after almost 60 years, you decide, wait, let's just rotate this a little bit um, and and change it. It's, it, yeah, I, I don't want to say it's bold because I do not believe that it's bold. It just seems like an opportunity to lose market share and social cachet, if you will. You know, here's here's a here's a theory. Some might call it a conspiracy theory, but here's a theory. What I think they're trying to do, Jordan, is if you take that the new logo and you rotate it, let's call it 15 degrees counterclockwise, and then you put another white squiggle with a bulge on the bottom, you get a B, and then it's rebranded <laughs> as Brad's Street. <laughs> yeah, I lost you like 10 seconds. They're trying to go back to Brad. They're going old school, OG. <laughs> So, um, <clears throat> uh, Animal Planet, is that what's Yeah, names? I do like the logos for Animal Planet. So we should I do there. too. I actually don't mind that. The So, here, okay, 2000s, uh, when did they do this? 2018. Um, you know, the green logo that had the, uh, if you remember the original, and if you're not, again, if you're just listening to this, thank you. Please subscribe. <laughs> Um, on whatever platform you're on. Um, it's the logo where it says Animal Planet on the bottom, and then on the top there's kind of a green block um, with uh, what looks like an elephant. A silhouette playing, of an elephant. A silhouette yeah. of an elephant playing with a globe, right? As though it's a ball or something like that. Um, I have to cough. Thank you for the mute button. Um, 
Then it was turned into, I don't like that logo. (laughs) (laughs) They got rid of the elephant. They got rid of that green. They got rid of the orb. They went text only. Text only. And for some reason, (laughs) like why, why? Is so okay. So There's the no A way. is a drop cap, right? Essentially, right? So it's like a large A, and then the N of animal, and the N is somehow thin. So is the A, the second A. So <clears throat> the wow, M is their logo of animal for some reason <laughs> is turned on its side. Yes, yeah. it's like the number three. It's like eighty degrees clockwise. Thank you. Uh, why? And Ter- every Taylor. other letter's like squished. <laughs> yeah, animal. For the, the Animal Channel's explanation of the rebranded logo and the value it should represent wasn't very clear in 2018. They decided to go back to their roots. <clears throat> I'm trying to. I, I don't like the new logo. I don't like any of the logos except the original. Yeah, I don't <laughs> mind the the current one. <clears throat> it's playful. You know, you got the elephant kind of the why did the elephant jump over the moon or whatever how why did the cow jump you know i mean it's it's blue it has nothing to do when you think of planet i think that green is kind of the ubiquitous color when we go planet natural nature environment but the majority of the planet is ocean right 70 percent, baby um why the number three on the side though that's just dumb it's not like it's a spring. Maybe if they put like a snake head on it, you're like, oh, I get it. It's a snake. Cool. I don't know. I don't think there's any justifying this logo. No. So the current logo, for those that don't know and those that are and not I watching. The site. That's like actually still the site. It's still the, the logo. The, the blue, blue elephant. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just wanted to confirm. I went to the website. Yeah. So currently, um, it is a blue, kind of a royal blue elephant facing to the right um although i'll tell you with the big kind of like thing on his head he kind of looks more like a mastodon <laughs> yeah it's weird right he's a semicircular mastodon yeah. in royal blue yeah with his trunk tipped up for some reason which if you think about it it looks kind of like an an m turned on its side right What's that three again? It's the three. <laughs> it's, coming, it's coming back to haunt us. Yeah. I mean, the old one, to your point, Jordan, was easy to understand and had elements that are easily relatable to a brand name. Like, they're not trying to symbolize anything. And you know what? Maybe that's part of what we're going to see as we begin to look at these is that things are trying to be symbolic instead mm. of instead of just more literal. You know? <laughs> And there's something to be said for that, right? Everybody, at some level, every company is potentially jealous of what Apple has, right? Like, it's just, nobody else gets the Apple, right? Like, that's <laughs> it's no. so iconic, you know? Um, or the Reebok. And, I mean, no one else has the, I'm just kidding. What is yeah, the, I don't know. <laughs> know what the logo is. Is it just the word Reebok? <laughs> no, it's like, now it's a weird kind of like segmented triangle. It was these two stripes like this way with the one stripe this way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. I don't know. It's weird. It makes me wonder because there is a, when we're coming back and we're thinking of elephants. There, I can't think of the company, but there is. Is it not Banana Republic? There's, you know, when you have a polo shirt from Ralph Lauren, 
Loren. You know, it has as the you know, it has the polo dude yep. embroidered on the shirt. Yep. And I think Banana Republic has the elephant oh. embroidered in that same spot. Uh, so it's yes, Animal Planet, the company, is not selling clothing in the same capacity that Banana Republic is, so there's no trademark dispute. Mm-hmm. But it is it is interesting, right? Like everybody wants to have something that's that's easier to identify, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's I, I, and that that way. I think that the blue one is, eh, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> let's. You want to skip the Leeds United one? I don't really have an opinion yeah. about it. Um, let's get, yeah, I, I don't feel strongly. This is uh, they're changing. Ah, sci-fi. So, do you want to do sci-fi? Well, let me say this about sci-fi. I'll say okay, sci-fi channel. Let's briefly. I think. Sure. So sci-fi channel, Jordan. How do you spell sci-fi? Yeah, well, in essence, it's the abbreviation of science fiction. So right. I would just chop off the end of ints and shin, right. and you would have sci-fi. And, how many, two and how many Ys are in there? Absolutely zero. Right. That's, a, that's a big eggshell right and there. And so what does Sifi mean? Sifi, <laughs> that's a new take on um, silence. It's like a, it's a sous vide in, in, in a freezer. It's, I'm just kidding. I just made that up. So... Sigmund Freud. The previous Sigmund Fjord. <laughs> Sigmund Fjord. <laughs> Thank you, Norway. Um, okay, so sci-fi in, in brief. I, the, I mean, some of these are quick, but like <clears throat> you say, sci-fi spelled S-C-I-F-I. It had a little uh, planet Saturn. It looks like I believe that's what that is. That was the old logo, and now, yeah, that is the logo because originally, originally, originally. It was just the planet Saturn with the rings at about a 45 degree angle to the right. And it just said sci dot fi channel. Then it went to sci-fi with sci-fi written below the thing. And then it was this kind of abstract one. And then they changed it to SYFY. It was a very non-serif font, very rounded. And then they changed it to this weird angular nonsense. Uh, I don't, I mean, granted, it's not a huge channel, but come on, guys, what are you doing? Well, right. They were just, they couldn't wait to get rid of that extraneous C, right? They, yeah. they wanted to strip one letter. Five letters, that's too long. How's anybody going to remember our website? <laughs> SYFY.com, way easier. Yep. Yeah, weird. Bad marketing. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah, I, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't even know that. <laughs> I yeah. like science fiction, though. <laughs> so Comcast. Yes, moving on to an example that's near and not dear to my heart. <laughs> uh, Comcast in 2010, if if you are listening to me right now and you don't know what Comcast is, we're referring to Xfinity. Uh, if Xfinity is the only branding that you know. Xfinity, uh, I deal with this realm of IT quite frequently for uh, some clients and on the back end, it's really Xfinity is the consumer facing product and Comcast still exists as the business facing product. Um, needless to say, they tried this rebrand going from Comcast to Xfinity. Obviously they have not changed back, but they live in this middle ground, kind of like it's purgatory where they still use both names uh, in almost every location, which is perhaps even more confusing. They, they, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't just cut it off. They didn't cut off Comcast. They just kept I'm really not sure how I feel about this. Well, and I mean, they were trying to do it because they had historically and well, well known to have crappy customer service. 
and I think that part of what they were doing is trying to get past that. But that's kind of like going, what? My room is dirty because you, or is clean because you put a blanket over all the crap on your floor. Like that's not how that works. <clears throat> so they really changed the surface. And so I don't know how much money they spent on that. It had to be a lot, especially when you rebrand trucks and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, as these guys point out, and as I would 1000% agree, agree, why wouldn't you take some of those funds and revamp the way that you do customer service? You know? Mm-hmm. And then go, hey, now that we've redone our customer service, now that you guys like us this percentage more, we kind of want to put on a new jacket. Let's do this. You know? So. I do understand trying to distance yourself from from that, right? And I would hope I don't have any you know, statistical evidence uh, that would that would back this up. But I'd have to imagine that they also tried at the same time to change the quality of their customer service. I imagine they had to like why why just change the name if they weren't going to change the any of the underlying you know problems. But I, I could be totally wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're well known for their customer service. <laughs> but I will throw out there. It's easy to rag on Comcast Xfinity, but my experience is all telecom providers are equally the same because it's all, in many cases, you don't have a choice. And we've talked about this before. uh, And when you don't have a choice, I think we talked about last episode, Mm -hmm. right? It it can be, it can be, it's, it's bad stewardship to be a company that you know you have X percentage of your customers locked in. They can't go anywhere else, anywhere else if they want to continue have this, to have this utility known as the internet. Um, and so that gives them a sensibly license to be poor students. Right? This, it's, it's not yeah, good. I mean, <clears throat> and that ha- that's kind of a human thing, right? I mean, when you know that... Uh, somebody has to, I don't know, people get into relationships and then that's why people become lazy. It's because you go, oh, well, where are you going to go? You know, I mean, and you can't be like that. I think it's kind of the opposite of scarcity marketing to some degree. Um, But inevitably, as opposed to leaning into your client share, which as more and more things uh, like YouTube TV, that's certainly carved off a piece of their a piece of their business. Hulu streaming certainly carved off a piece of their business. What you would think you would lean into your customer base and especially the ones that are locked in and say, then maybe that's my mind because I'm going to go, hey, listen, I know you don't have a choice, but because of that, I'm going to treat you really well so that you're going to tell everybody else about how good this is and maybe we can expand later on or whatever the case may be you know so yeah i mean just rebrand from comcast xfinity questionable uh this one's pretty significant the royal mail Uh, there's no way. Yeah, they have to have backtracked on that. Anyway, so yeah, I'll let you take. Well, I, I so in 2001, uh, the Royal Mail in the UK came up with the idea to change its name and logo from the Crown. <laughs> Just saying, uh, with the wording Royal Mail. Yeah, well, because it's weird. Like that's an institution, and and it belongs to the government. And granted, look. The Postal Service here in the United States, they, I mean, they've done a rebrand before, certainly, um, but they're still the United States Postal Service, USPS, and they still suck. 
Um, while sometimes a new design can be seen as a good option, in this case, it turned into a leap into the void 100%. Although Royal Mail's intention was to step up and compete with popular mail companies such as UPS and FedEx, their new brand identity resulted in a mass confusion rather than anything else. Uh, what was this? Uh, what was this company? Cosignia. Just so I'm clear, they changed it from the Royal Mail to Cosignia because they share one letter, maybe two, three letters. <laughs> um, even yeah. Cosignia, the new name was diff- difficult to pronounce. Uh, lack of digital PR. I mean, uh, quite frankly, here's the thing, man. Like all of a sudden you're like what's this like they just said what is this brand and from a service standpoint by the way and take note usps without subsidy you will never compete with the private sector i mean ups and fedex and we can bitch about fedex and ups all we want i get it don't get me wrong but all things being equal they blow the postal service out of the water so it's kind of like know your lane and in Royal Mail's case, know your lane, but like, why would you completely, you just invented a brand. And out of all of the ones that we've reviewed so far, this one was the longest serving iconic logo, right? Like they've been, uh, the public had been sending letters through the Royal Mail since 1635. That's it? 1635. We weren't a country when they were using this stuff. (laughs) Yeah. We weren't even, the people that founded this country weren't even born. Yeah. Um, Dude. So this was some like, (laughs) can you imagine the Mad Men pitch on this? He's like, what I've got to tell you. (laughs) Call me a gin and tonic there, sweetheart. (laughs) I mean, that's terrible. terrible. (laughs) We could describe, for those listening, we could describe what the logos look like, but it's kind of pointless because it's not really a rebrand. The Royal Mail logo was a a outline of a vertically oriented triangle outlined in red and then kind of crossing is that a triangle i'm sorry is that a rectangle triangle? sure i know my shapes jordan how dare you <laughs> and then rectangle and then uh horizontally oriented a red rectangle with in kind of like a gold i'm gonna go with uh goldish yellow uh the words royal mail and they changed it into a circular spiral of death with green, red, and blue, and the word cosignia. Although it's pretty, so it's probably pronounced like cosignia or some nonsense like that. Consigliere. Sure. <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 British. Yeah. Oh wait, did I just switch <laughs> latitudes? Um, so this isn't the god. <laughs> No, it's not. Um, yeah, it doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense. There, you know, no. you're, you're creating words. You're. Cre- I mean, I can't even imagine what that costs. So, do they go to every post box and change it, or do they leave the? Yeah. Because even when, <clears throat> I believe, even when they they change the mailbox from Queen Elizabeth to from her father Edward the mm-hmm. Seventh whatever to queen elizabeth ii they had to change the mailbox to qr or r whatever they said now they're charles right and that'll be around for a couple years until he kicks the bucket um but uh, did they change all those or did they just leave the thing yeah i was just trying to confirm that (laughs) i think it's at er er2 maybe 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So er, it was the code Elizabeth name Regina for QE two. Yep, because yes. Regina's Latin for queen. Yeah. <clears throat> You like that? Dropping yes. some knowledge. Yeah, I did like it, and I was so I was just across the pond, not but two months yeah. ago, and uh, I I went to the castle of Windsor, nice. and I mean, this logo is everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> and it's I can't imagine. Yeah, and this guy, uh, the new king, Chuck. All right, he's he's so old. He's very old, right? Like she, she and I guess nobody expected. Uh, Queen Elizabeth II to, to be around for 50, 60 years, right? But um, uh, but it seems like he's destined to, even if he lived another 10, 15 years, to change all of that is such a monumental undertaking that it would never be finished in his remaining lifetime. Nope. So uh, why even, why bother? Well, I'm not sure what they're going to do. I they're going to start making it where you can just screw off a little thing that says... <laughs> E E R to what would his be? C R, I guess. Charles yeah. Charles Regino. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I don't know what the word for king is in Latin. Um, yeah, terrible, terrible. Anyway, what else? Uh, I just I just wanted to confirm yes. uh, how long how long the consignia thing lasted, but uh, it's paywalled. Oh. So, alas, <laughs> should we take one more? Sure, tip? let's do it. You want to? Do- uh, I think. Go ahead. I, I feel like. Oh, man, I didn't even know that was the old British Petroleum logo. I, I like their new one more in this case. I do too. Um, when did that happen? When did they... Okay, so this is 20... BP. 2010? <clears throat> no, that was the spill. The, yeah, that's what I was going to look up. The Deepwater Horizon was in 2010? Yes. Yeah. 2000. 2000. But the spill was 2010. 2010. Yeah. yeah. Good thing it didn't happen the same year. <laughs> we are all green. So what's interesting is that you would think uh, I don't I don't dislike their logo. It's just a, basically a green flower with a yellow center. It looks like a daisy. I mean, I, I love yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, I will say. They spent an enormous amount. Okay, let's read this. Uh, it has been estimated development of their new logo cost uh, two hundred eleven million dollars. Again, BP. Let me talk to you guys real quick. I could do that for like a hundred million. It's all good. I'll charge you five million. <laughs> Um, besides the enormous amount of money spent on rebranding there are some other reasons uh, why this is an example of bad branding according to Clint Marketing Um, let's see firstly new logo completely differs from the old one yeah I mean it still says BP Um, bless you the only consistent bless you the only consistent element is the color palette not true they both say BP I mean, I know it's a different font in their lowercase, but still. Um, second, well, for many decades they have have used a shield yes. uh, surrounding. Yeah, that's probably the most notable transgression or you know deviation. I mean, I guess they could have taken. I guess you could have taken those shields, flipped them, and turned them into flower petals. That would have been kind of cool potentially. Um, <clears throat> so. 
Uh, let's see. Secondly, British Petroleum chose to incorporate the symbol of Helios, the Greek god of the sun, as the main element's new logo. With this move, the company wanted to uh, portray or portrait a renewed green growth mission. But BP is everything but environmentally friendly. Just as a reminder, the 2010, they are responsible for the largest marine oil spill in history. Ups, do these people who wrote this? Oops, <laughs> are they like big ups? <laughs> okay, so a couple things I will say about that. Wait, so okay. you you go first because I have I have some thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm trying to begin congealing everything that we have taken away from these examples. It's very rare, uh, from what we've seen, that a rebranding succeeds and even when it doesn't succeed some companies just push forward anyway uh, and for a company like Pepsi that apparently that's okay because they're so big and they're the second I'm imagining they're the second biggest dog in the cola game that it's okay now with BP um, this is one of the few logo modifications not even a modification it's a complete redo but but I love it I love it yes maybe they're trying to you know, indicate with the flower that, you know, they're trying to virtue signal, uh, especially for them in 2000, like 2000, they're doing this. That's uh, yes, there's definitely, there's been a, a movement uh, to be thinking about the environment for way many decades before 2000, but in the broad scheme of things, they seem to be ahead of the curve and they, they, they kind of have to be because of the nature of their business. <laughs> I mean, they're no, I mean, even before, uh, even before that major spill in 2010, that it's, it's almost impossible to associate a petroleum company with environmental friendliness, right? It, yes, but, <clears throat> and I am certain I'm going to get a bunch of hate on this, but let me tell you something. A lot of the people, a lot of the companies that are responsible for many leaps forward in energy, alternative energy production, whether that is uh, how to refine oil better so that it is there's less waste and what have you but everything everything jordan you and i are both at this moment certainly touching something that is made by fossil fuels you know how i know because we're both wearing glasses and pens and headphones and looking at a computer screen so first i think that the demonization of all of these things if it were not for fossil fuels and oil specifically we would be around the 1920s in terms of technology. So I, I get it. I, I understand why people do that. And I'm not arguing and saying that it's good for the environment. I understand that. I'm not stupid. But energy companies are who are responsible for a lot of development. You know why? It's because they are energy companies. They don't care how that energy comes out. They just want the most energy dense and efficient product that makes them the most money. Just like all of us want to deliver the product that's going to make the most money and if that's our hourly work great <clears throat> um, so they want to be the people that provide solar or whatever even though solar will never ever be a completely viable alternative energy source it will be in small scale but not on a not on a global scale and <clears throat> there's nothing as energy dense as oil apart from nuclear but why we're not developing nuclear is beyond me but I don't want to get on a soapbox too much um, 
So I I get it. And BP themselves, they have huge stakes in solar companies and altern- many, many alternative uh, and renewable and sustainable fuels. So I get it, them going in that direction. From a logo standpoint, again, like you, Jordan, I like it. I think it looks good. I understand that it definitely gets away from whatever their legacy was or their their heritage was but i i don't i don't mind it it's not like they were a red logo and then went green clearly (laughs) clearly trying to kiss the ass of the environmentals uh you know i mean that's not what they were doing um maybe there's a bit of that but i i mean that's certainly not the only motivation there so um, yeah, I like it. Again, I think it, you could yeah. have done some other things. It's crappy timing with a Deepwater Horizon spill. That sucks. But, you know, I, I don't know. It's just weird when... Uh, because somebody owns that. I get it. It's their responsibility. I mean, it, look, it was a huge oil spill. It sucked. It could have been fixed way sooner than it was. But that's that's for a conspiracy theory podcast, not one about marketing. <laughs> so... Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, there's so many examples yes. here. As uh, hopefully we have elucidated in this episode, the slate that it's yeah, it's it's tough. You can sometimes try to rebrand and have good intentions, uh, and it. Well, I know we've been focusing on failures. We'll follow this up with successes, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's tough. You can try to put lipstick on a pig uh, and rotate your logo 50 degrees yes. and uh, hope for the best and shrink an aspect of it. Uh, you, but more you, often than not... Are you not, advocating for rotating a pig 15 degrees and shrinking its just, foot or something? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sorry. I, I, I interrupted am, you. As long as it leads to a better sorry. lifestyle. I'm pig. sorry, I interrupted you. Yes. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. No, it's just... Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's exactly that. Um, well, from a create rebranding is a risky. Yeah, method. from a creative side, I think that there there are all these things, right? Because I think that there's when people choose to rebrand, especially as you get lower and lower and lower in terms of size of company, it tends to be it's the owner. You know, BP doesn't have an owner. BP has shareholders. Um, they don't and a board of directors or whatever. But these companies don't have owners. When you're a small to medium business, <clears throat> excuse me, especially one that's local, especially one where you're putting your marketing energy in a local place, really having that solid brand, even if you think the brand is a little dated for the sake of maintaining that exposure and that brand recognition, which we always talk about because that is the probably the biggest part of the biggest part of marketing. Um <clears throat> It, when you're when you're a large company like BP or something like that, it's not like Joe BP sitting on his bed. <laughs> excuse me, William BP sitting on his bed one night, or like Chuck the King. That's the new guy. He's he's sitting there. He's like, you know what, mummy? I think that we should. No one's doing that. No one's sitting there and brainstorming. So the problem with that, with well, a good part of that, is that when these large rebrands come around they're usually coming from a team of people where there are a bunch of people to bounce ideas off of. Now, as we've teased today, some of those ideas are shit, but many of those times, at least you will have heard pros and cons. And certainly Bob over in accounting, who was like, that thing sucks is going to look like a hero when they kind of, they're like eating crow six days later in the case of gap. 
in the case of the small business, and this is primarily the small to medium businesses, right? So typically speaking, 100, well, we'll say 500 or less, typically people that we're working with don't rebrand. When you do that, you lose that brand equity that you had there. You can't get that back. You're not somebody who's got millions of dollars to pour into something. So I guess as a way of saying from an advice standpoint, when you're sitting down and you come to somebody like us, um, if you're using us as your creative agency and not just your marketing agency, and if you don't know what the difference is between those two things, we certainly can talk to you. When you sit down with somebody like us or whoever's doing, or your graphic designer that is like your nephew or something like that, be willing to A, give honest opinions, but also be willing to hear other people's opinions. And so when you go, oh man, uh, listen, we're going to change our label from Gap this way that everybody's known to Gap. And by the way, put a square on it. Like, and somebody's going to go, listen, <laughs> I understand, Mr. Gap, I understand that you like this. It's, it's, I, I get it. And I get why the blue square is there too, but it's a little bit incongruous. Be willing to hear that. Set your ego aside because as Jordan and I have talked about before, when you're marketing, a lot of businesses, decision makers, marketing teams, they are they market the outward messaging of their marketing is to market to themselves. Oh, I would want to hear that da 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 da. Well, no one cares. No offense. No one cares what you want to hear. People want to hear what your customers want to hear and see. And that's one of the other overriding things that we saw in many of those examples is why didn't you ask your customers what they wanted? Do some focus groups or something like that. And while a small business isn't going around running focus groups all the time, it's it's worth asking your neighbors, hey, what do you think about this? Oh, I know better on the business owner. No, you don't. In fact, you probably know way worse because you're too close to it. You're biased. So admitting your bias from a design standpoint is a good thing and will help you. And then you, these are costly decisions. BP spent, now, I like the BP logo, but they spend $112 million. That's like 10 pounds. And to develop that logo, actually not true. Now I think we're almost on par with pounds. <laughs> anyway, they spent a lot of cash on that logo and a lot of people didn't like it. And if it had been some travesty like the Tropicana thing or, or craft or whatever, You'd be out there. You don't, if you're a small business owner, small to medium business owner, bro, you don't have that much money to spend. So I guess my point is listen, be creative, think outside the box, but also think inside the box because frequently where you know what you're doing lies somewhere in between. Well said. And just to add one more to your brilliant recap yes, is that so often, and I'm going to reuse this idiom, uh, it, it can be tempting to put lipstick on that mm -hmm. pig if you're convinced uh, in your isolationist environment that this is the only thing you have not tried. Why are we not getting sales? It must be because our branding is off. I think more often than not, if you're able to broaden your perspective, whether that's by you know getting insight from more of your employees mm -hmm. and more of your customers or, or what have you, it's almost always better to pound the pavement, right? And put in the hard work, like figure out, but short of, there's a lot of things you can do short of completely rebranding, uh, uh, getting new business cards, getting new website, getting new shirts, getting new uh, fleet of trucks, right? There's, there is so much more that you can do before mm -hmm. that. 
to really increase your marketing presence uh, and, and your your spread. So and, and, yeah. and we talked about this last week about not changing your. We talked about this. So in our last episode of the podcast, we talked about episode twelve about uh, marketing and economic de- and an economic downturn, <clears throat> which we are in one right now, right? Um, and some of the big takeaways are: do not cut your marketing and do not rebrand because. And in fact, what we talked about was making your marketing dollar go further by making sure that it's being seen by the right people. Instead of throwing it at the wall, throw it at the spot on the wall where your customers are. You know what I'm saying? And when your brand is your your locale, I'm in Boulder County, Colorado. If if I see an orange box truck go by with a bunch of writing on it, I know that's Applewood. That's a local heating and home services company. I know that's Applewood. I don't even have to see it. I just know they are. And so if they are doing a rebrand and they're like, we're going to go with purple trucks, I'd be like, what is that? It's a completely new thing. It's going to turn off your brain to relative to what they do. And, <clears throat> but if you've got an established brand and somebody hands you a card, you're going to go, oh, Applewood, I've heard of you. And in fact, I will tell you, Jordan and I, and us at Mondo more broadly ran into, have run into something like this recently <clears throat> where I, Jordan, you may not know about this. I was talking to a large, one of the kind of contractor relations people from a large publicly traded company in the construction industry. And, um, we were trying to get a meeting we, we did get the meeting, so it'll, it'll be fine. But, um, somebody was like, it's hard to explain without giving it all away, but the decision maker that we were close to, he wasn't going to be the ultimate decision maker. It was this, this woman. And so he was like, I love this idea. This looks great. I got to get you in front of this person over here. Um, then he sends our name to this, this woman over here. He's like, Hey, um, so we're going to have this meeting with Mondo, you know, whatever. Uh, we really want to do this thing. And I think it's a great idea. Can we set up a meeting? And her response was, and I'm paraphrasing something along the lines of, Oh, I, and I'm reading it. Let me read it to you because this is what was interesting. (laughs) Basically she said, Nope. And, um, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. You're not, she didn't know us, but she thought she did. And that's where, that's where the thing came in. She said, um, she, again, I won't, this is from the guy who is the decision maker. She shot down Mondo, says, quote, she's familiar with them and doesn't think it would, it would be the right fit. And I pressed a little bit more and indeed myself and three other people from Mondo immediately went on LinkedIn and we were like, we don't know you lady. Mondo is not the most unique word in the world. Kids here to tell you. And, um, it was somebody else that was not a marketing agency at all <clears throat> they're in <laughs> pr and they had rough waters with them in the past with this particular woman in the past so <clears throat> branding goes a long way and get, by the way it's double-edged sword um but it goes a long way and brand recognition is something that once it's out there in the world you can't uh, yes you can pay to get more brand recognition but it's expensive and time is kind of free to some degree you know in the case of brain recognition Brandon's time, Jordan's time, not free. Brandon. So with that, <laughs> not free. Yeah. With, I'm still waiting for the bill for the last episode on this. Right. Uh, you're gonna fill that's that right. out. Wait, I'm supposed to fill <laughs> it out. I was waiting for you. 
<laughs> oh, oh God! No. I guess we'll just have to pass it on to you, our beautiful That's listeners. Right. I'm just kidding. That no, would we, it would not. But the way that you can pay us, how about this? The way that you can show your appreciation to us is by liking and subscribing and sharing and rating us. Go on Apple Podcasts. Go on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Overcast, whatever you want, um, wherever it is. YouTube. That would be amazing too. YouTube, Google Podcasts, yep. Apple Podcasts. Send Podcast. us a little like. Click the like button so that we are liked by you so that we have validation <laughs> otherwise why are we here <laughs> I, well i'm here for that's right me. Oh, <laughs> and to sell jordan's pencils because jordan's don't pencils. forget the new one's coming out you should in a couple years. Uh, rebrand um <laughs> uh, you should rebrand to um oh, what's that uh i'm gonna pronounce this wrong would it be lingui no, crayon. Crayon is pencil, so you should be Jordan Crayon <clears throat> in French. Crayon Jordan. Yeah, crayon, crayon, crayon de Jordan. De Jordan. <laughs> Number. On deux, trois, quatre, cinq, six. six. Un, deux, trois, quatre, six. Six. On deux, trois, quatre. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> what? On that, that note. Everybody's like, Jesus, these guys just devolved into crappy French. <laughs> yes. This is terrible. I think half the words I'm saying are, are Spanish and half are German. Yes. Eins, zwei, drei. That's as far as I go, even though, even yes. though I know better. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> anyway. Thank you, Brandon. And thank you all for listening and watching our beautiful faces, listening to our beautiful voices. This has been another amazing episode of The Mono Solution with your hosts, Jordan McDonald and that guy, Brandon. Thank you guys so much for listening. See you next week. Until next time, share, like, subscribe. I love you all.